You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. We're sitting here uh, high atop the rainy uh, Blue Ridge Mountains with a frosty Dr. Pepper in hand. Um, I guess we've got the remnants of uh, Hurricane Ian floating over us. Actually, I think the what's left of the center of circulation is just about five miles east of the house here. Um, but n- not a lot going on, just a lot of wind. Uh, nothing at all like all of our uh, fellow Americans uh, had to see down in, in Florida and elsewhere, all those people that were uh, lost their lives and were, you know, badly affected in just a horrible situation. Um, how are you guys out in uh, Tennessee? Well, I'm, I'm sitting on Funny my front porch. No, it, it's it's heavily overcast, and there's a mist in the air, but that's it. I mean, it's a very calm day, so that's good. So, uh, yeah, we're happy for that. When I lived in Florida for three and a half years, we had zero hurricanes. And after we sold our house, two weeks later, a hurricane hit, so I got out just in time. So I was happy for that. Don't want to live through another hurricane. Done that wow. before. No. So last week you were out in uh, in the hills of Arkansas in the Ozarks. You and yeah. Clampett out there. I was visiting uh, your paisans in the Ozarks, and uh, it's a very pretty area in northwest <laughs> uh, Arkansas, and the people were very nice. They didn't have much of an accent, so but they all knew I wasn't from around there in Park. But uh, they were very nice people. I went to uh, attended a British car show in uh, just south of Rogers, Arkansas, and uh, it was very nice. It was a, a successful show. People were really receptive to Crankshaft Magazine, and we sold some subscriptions and single issues and met some great people, and, uh, yeah, I hope to go back. It was a very nice place. So uh, that's what's going on then, and now I'm getting ready packing my stuff for Hershey. I'll be leaving early Monday morning, and uh, I will see you there on the show field Tuesday. Oh, yeah. yeah actually, I'll be uh, pulling out later today and, uh, and and heading up, but I'll be uh, oh, really? going by. and Yeah, I usually go up early um, and then help out our <coughs> assist our fearless leader, uh, Stephen L. Moskowitz, the uh, CEO of uh, the Antique Automobile Club of America, whom we know and love. Um, sadly, uh, we have some just, it's been a really, really difficult week this week, um, as, as, as you know. Um, our uh, director of the library, um, Chris Ritter, um, was tragically killed in an accident on on Tuesday, um, and uh, while while golfing, uh, just one of those things that you just you never ex- expect to happen. Um, Chris was a great guy. He was, you know, from my personal side of things. You know, Chris and I became friends shortly after he showed up at AACA in 2008 um, and took over the role of uh, our head librarian. 
and uh, you know we got to be good friends. We picked on one one another considerably and gave one another a lot of grief. Uh, helped one another out a lot. Um, exchanged advice over the years. Um, did the uh, appraisers television show together. Um, you know, great guy, smart guy, hard driving really into a little bit of everything. Chris was into bonsai. He was into car restoration. He was an avid trout fisherman, had his own uh, tackle manufacturing, a little cottage industry where he manufactured in steam bent his own wooden uh, landing nets for uh, trout fishing and uh, even had just started a little uh, another cottage, little cottage industry, uh, selling his own blended coffee. He and his wife Tamara, and uh, I don't know. It's been really hard on everybody this week, and uh, tough on everybody there at, at headquarters. Chris was was well loved, and uh, he was great, great dad to his two sons, uh, Pierce and Case. And uh, gosh, I just can't say enough. It's really hard for me to even even talk about it. Um, a lot of people have, um, you know, been asking through, throughout the week. I've received a lot of phone calls, a lot of texts, uh, people asking, you know, what does the family need, what's going to happen, what's going to be done, and, and those sort of things. Uh, because, you know, that's just how our car community is. I mean, we have a very loving, very tight community. Every once in a while, there's a spat, but we all really stick together really, really well. Um, people from all different backgrounds and uh, economic position. Uh, and uh, very soon there should be information coming out of AACA for those who, you know, would like to try to do something to help the family. Um, Chris was only, uh, had just turned 43 years old, and uh, his children are uh, 5 and 10 years old. Um, so obviously... Um, that's really going to leave leave his family with some hardship apart from all of the just tremendous emotional stress that's going on but uh, the, the thought is that uh, there will be a uh, scholarship fund uh, started for the boys and and we'll be putting all that information out um, in, in the near in the near future but it, it's going to be a great Hershey but it's, it's going to be uh, a little heavy um, in the background, you know. But always hung out with Ritter when I was there. Some, and uh, we always talked and had fun. You know, poked at one another, and just not going to be the same. Um, great guy. It's just a in the prime of his life, and <clears throat> we just our thoughts and prayers go out to his his whole family. Tough. Yeah, you know, uh, years ago, Chris came to me and he wanted to write a column on vintage literature, which is what we called it in Hemming's Classic Car, and I jumped at the chance. And, and I was just amazed at his, uh, as young and as inexperienced as he was, he was a consummate professional. If we had a deadline of August 1st, he sent in his copy July 25th. It was always a week ahead of time. And it was always well-written, rarely needed any editing. I mean, uh, it was a pleasure to work with Chris. You know, that's how I got to know him. And uh, 
yeah, it, it's a huge loss for the collector car community, no doubt. So, uh, yeah, we'll be at Hershey thinking of them, no doubt. I got to throw in my two yeah. cents worth, I guess, in that Chris was any time I ever called Chris and ask of, and by the way, I always kidded him about being text, you know, text Ritter as opposed to Chris Ritter. But uh, like you said, he was great to kid with and talk to. I love talking to him. And any time I called and asked if he could do a Saturday show, he was always the far, you know, sure, I'll do it. You know, I'll be happy to. And had such a wonderful, great attitude that, you know, he was just somebody you could always count on. And uh, he, uh, what he's, what he did for AACA and the library when you all took over, when AACA took over the uh, Philadelphia library, and correct me if I misname anything, but... I mean, he was faced with what, like a million publications or something like that, and um, he had it all. It's a lot. Yeah, he had it all planned out, and uh, from what I understand, that the powers that be, it went as smoothly as it ever could. And uh, Chris was just like you said, uh, Richard. You should learn from him. Uh, you know. Five days early and all that kind of, you know, maybe even five minutes early would help. But um, I'm just kidding, Richard. <laughs> no, I'm <It's> not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, I just uh, it, it is such a great loss and such a, a incredible circumstance. And um, we too pray for his family and. Uh, I have two little boys that uh, I, I can't imagine what would what would have happened at that age. Uh, so, right. you know, his family, and I don't want to forget and mention his father, and uh, that's got to be he's got to be going through hell. And I just pray for all of them. Yeah, life, yeah. you know. Uh, not guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Enjoy life while you can. Work on that car. Do what you want to do. Spend time with your family. But you never know. No, absolutely true. Uh, tell tell people tell people what you think about them because you really don't. You know, he he left that day and went to the golf course, uh, expecting to meet up with his father and have a great round of golf, and then you know go home he just just never made it home so anyhow um you know a great talent great talent uh and a close friend and uh will he'll never be forgotten um just a an an amazing individual so well moving along and as chris would want us to for sure i know that much um you know, he was always uh, very thoughtful, but certainly, you know, hey, buck up, let's get moving, get things done. And so that's what we're going to do here, too, and that's what we're going to do uh, this week coming up in, in Hershey. Um, I know that uh, you know, Richard and I had been talking earlier in the week, and one of the things that presents itself as a challenge to all of us that do any type of restoration work, and that would be fasteners. Hey, Richard, you've been dealing with fasteners here lately, haven't you? 
Yeah. Uh, as I prepare for the reassembly of my Triumph TR3, I bought a, a whole bunch of fasteners, uh, stainless steel, block ox, black oxide, uh, zinc-coated bolts, nylock nuts, you know, lock, lock nuts, and uh, lock washers and flat washers, automotive washers. So I got all my selection. I have them all in different bins and marks. So they'll be at the ready. But, uh, you know, with the chassis now painted, you know, there are so many threaded pieces protruding from the chassis that you just can't, you know, start bolting things on because the thickness of all that black enamel will make things difficult. So you got to chase the threads, as they call it. And I use my uh, my old Craftsman tap and die set, and I, I, you know, clean up each thread, make sure it, it, it's, you know, nice and clean and the nuts will, you know, spin on easily and, uh, you know, restore them the way they're supposed to be. And I do that to all the threads uh, on the chassis. I do that to all the threads on the engine block and transmission and whatever needs to be done. So that's really important. I mean, uh, as much as you want to keep some of that paint on the threads, it's, 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 it's going to cause havoc when you need to talk certain bolts down to a specific pound rate. So you want to clean those threads up, and then you put, uh, you know, uh, thread sealant on it or anti-freeze sealant uh, on the thread before, before you bolt everything together. But uh, And if there are, uh, you know, welded-on nuts on your chassis, you need to use the uh, taps, and you want to clean up those threads as well. So uh, it's really important to have a quality uh, tap-and-die set. You don't want to get a cheap offshore-made one because uh, you'll only be, get to use some of those taps and threads once because they're not made of a hardened uh, chromoly steel or anything like that, that, that the quality ones have. So, uh, yeah. Cheap we'll tools and time for a break. <laughs> yep. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. All right, so we're talking about fast and cleaning up threads and cleaning up bolts. So, uh... What's your take on all that, Tom, when you, when you work uh, on your car, when you get a chance to work on your cars? Yeah, so you know, the one thing for certain, um, and you, you made that point, you know, trying to save a few bucks. We all know how we feel about trying to save a few bucks on tools. Um, <laughs> cheap tools are bad. <laughs> cheap cars bad, are bad, good. Bad. Cheap tools, bad. Uh, you know, uh, there's nothing good about cutting corners on uh, on tools, particularly a tap and die. Uh, the last thing you want to do, uh, let's just say you're chasing threads using a uh, a die, cylinder head bolts, you know, uh, that are actually you know bolt screwed into the block. Um, you know, that use a nut rather than just a bolt to hold them on. The last thing you want to do is chase those threads with some lousy, crappy, Chinese, horrible quality die. Um, you need something that's good. The other thing about it is, too, sometimes you'll want to make sure that you use um, some type of lubricant um, to keep from galling uh, the threads yep. as you're cleaning them up, too, as well. Um, you know, but Oil. the two things that will gall the threads, cheap dye, cheap tap, and lack of lubrication. So, you know, you really want to make sure that you go through and, and do all. You know, I, you can go buy, you can buy cutting oil um, specifically for, you know, cutting and cleaning threads and so forth. Um, I've not done that, being perfectly honest. I've always just used 3M. Um, or mm-hmm. some other lightweight oil, um, and I've never had it. Never had an issue. Um, but fasteners are, are one of those things that you you know. Gosh, it's a trial by error, and and sadly for most of us, it's been the school of hard knocks. You know, we find out very quickly. You know what not to do. It's like you know if you you know you're going to take off old fasteners that have been in place for a long period of time and you know ahead of time most of us know ahead of time hey you know I'm going to do that this weekend get out there early and use a good penetrating oil on them uh, ahead of time when you're going into disassembling uh, you know there's a couple of brands out there They're, MIT did a study a long I don't know now it's been a long time ago probably 10-15 years ago on uh, penetrating lubricants and some of those that scored really well liquid wrench did really well aerocroil did really well and then uh, they mixed a 50 50 mix of uh, automatic transmission fluid and um, acetone acetone and yeah i've done that that mixed it together and put it on and it worked exceptionally well i've actually used that mixture to free up frozen engines, you know, engines that have been, you know, stored for a while and not used, you know, the barn finds, 
and uh, you know fill the cylinders up with that 50/50 acetone and ATF mix, and uh, it's it's done wonders. Um, where I've used other lubricants, uh, penetrating oils, that sort of thing, to free up an engine, and it just never came loose. I put that mix in, let it sit for a week, and boom, there you go, bam, right, it comes right mm-hmm. loose. Um, the uh, one thing about it too, there's a lot of different ways to get, you know, faster loose. Um, one, the first instinct everybody has is to, you know, if it's not going to come off, put a little more English on it, you know, put a little more torque on it. Well, a lot of people don't think about it, but generally speaking, the best way to get a stubborn fastener loose is to try to tighten it slightly. Not a lot, but yes. slightly. Try to tighten it slightly before you go um, to loosen it. Um, what that does is it sort of dislodges and moves everything around to the point where it's easier for it to break free um, when you go to go to loosen it up. Um, other things work well. Um, heat and cold um, tend to work well. Oh yeah. You know, sometimes if you Heat the outside of that bolt or weld nut um, safely, safely, um, with a little bit of heat, uh, propane torch. Um, I've Map used gas, it many, many times good. again. Yeah, map gas, a little hotter, works works a little better. Um, yep, yep. To heat it up. Just remove the grease, just remove any grease or dirt so that doesn't catch fire. You know, clean the area first with some degrease or preps all and then put the torch to it or the mass gas or propane whatever you have this way you don't want anything else to ignite but yeah heat works great done that many times and sometimes you have to do various cycles you have to you have to heat and cool heat and cool three or four times before the fastener will loosen up yeah um and uh you know crc uh products has um a number of they have a great lineup of products. If anybody ever gets a chance, you know it's always a, a an interesting uh, read to read up on. Go to CRC's website and read up on all the products that they have um, that can be used in automotive applications. But one of those is something called uh, freeze off with uh, penetrant, and what that does, you know, you've got a a nut that's you know really giving you a hard time. You can actually spray the bolt that the nut is threaded onto with the freeze off, which causes it to contract. Um, and at the same time, you could have warmed that nut up uh, using map gas or propane uh, torch. And uh, that helps well, too. So, you know, uh, the cold and the hot together uh, works really well. Sometimes blunt force, uh, you know, tapping on something. Um, mm-hmm. Will help too, um, but of course, as you know, you got to be careful. You don't want to use a a ball peen if you can avoid it, because you don't want to mushroom the bolts uh, or distort the nut or anything like that. So you want to be careful how you go about doing that. You don't want to make the make the problem worse. Um, usually, I'll use a, a brass hammer or I'll use a dead blow hammer. Um, both of those tend to do very little damage to your to your fasteners. Um, 
You know, I, I read about... Yeah, you, you don't want to whack the, the uh, stud, you know, with a, directly with a hammer. You want to put a nut on it first so you don't ruin the threads. But I was told, I was trying to get these uh, studs off an engine block, and I was told to, to drip hot wax all around the stud, and it will make its way towards the bottom. Well, after dripping hot wax on the stud for, like, I don't know, an hour, nothing worked. It didn't work at all. <laughs> I, had a mess, I had a mess of hard wax all over the engine block. I said, what the hell is this? <laughs> so don't try to hot wax. I'm going to remember it doesn't that. Work. Yeah, it doesn't work. At least it didn't work for me. Maybe, like Maybe I used the wrong wax. So... <laughs> Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888 4783 or visit jctaylor.com/awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor when it comes to car magazines are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how to tech stories that don't interest you then crankshaft is the car magazine for you crankshaft is a 144 page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. 
It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. We're back. Okay. We're back. I was talking about those reverse spiral extractors. Yeah. I've never had luck with them. You know, they work... No, never. And, you know, never. it only ends in heartache and expletives. Heartache and expletives. Right. That's all I can tell yes. you because <laughs> they're okay for taking out a bolt that you, you know, over-torqued that you put in. But in terms of taking something out that's rusted in place, it never works. You drill, you put that in there, and then, you know, when you go to turn it, in this case, counter, in most cases, counterclockwise, it burrows further into the bolt and it tends to expand the bolt. And yeah, right. that just makes it tighter, makes it worse. Then it snaps off. And then, you know, right. a typical drill bit's not going to drill it out either. And no. now you're really in trouble. Um, that, that 15 minute job just turned into a three day ordeal. <laughs> Filled with expletives, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you and you've got, you know, there's three. Once you break off an extractor, you're in trouble um, because it's generally harder steel than the bolt, and you're going to be trying to drill it out. That's the only real choice you've got. Um, and there's three different types of drill bits, cobalt, titanium, and tungsten carbide. Um, and I think I've got that uh, right. It, the cobalt is harder than you just regular steel drill bit. Then titanium is one step up from that, and tungsten carbide is another step up from that. And uh, right. you know, you're probably going to, if you're going to drill out those extractors, you're probably going to have to use a tungsten carbide bit um, to do that. In fact, I've done that myself. Um if you really get in a bind and you've got a technologically advanced machine shop, um, they actually have a new tool out these days where they can, it works like a plasma cutter and it blows the bolt out of the hole. Wow. Liquefies it and just blows it out. Um, so melts it? It I know you probably got bolt. one of those. Yeah, no, I wish. It. You know how how nice, nicely a you know a plasma cutter will go through, uh, you know, your steel or your sheet metal like a hot knife through butter. You know, it just bam right, right through there. And uh, you know, you can definitely use um, use this particular tool. I've I've seen it seen it utilized before, but like I say, it's I think prohibitively expensive for us but uh, for a you know well-equipped machine shop I think they can probably help you out you may end up there anyway 
Um, but, you know, it's like my least favorite thing to do is deal with exhaust systems, you know, replacing exhaust manifold caskets and donut gaskets. Oh, I just hate it um, because the fasteners are always a bear. Um, always. Always pre-lube them, you know. Oh, you know, I almost forgot something. So as is as important as anything, you know, like I said earlier, you know, you want to tighten just slightly before you go to loosen um, and then work it back and forth. If you get it moving, then you'll want to tighten it, then loosen it, and tighten it, then loosen it, and tighten it, and loosen it, um, and, and just work at it. Because if it starts to bind when you're loosening it, you know if you keep forcing the issue, you're going to end up with heartache because it's going to snap off on you. That's yeah. like the worst sound ever. Um, oh, but you got to use awful. good tools. Good tools. Right. Uh, six points. Six-point sockets. Um, you know, you've got a bolt or nut that doesn't want to come on. You use a 12-point, you're going to round it off, especially right. if it's crappy. It's a cheap tool, you know? Yes. Cheap tools are bad. Six-point sockets, you get more torque. Yep, and it doesn't spin around the nut head. Yep. You are correct, Mr. Tom. You are correct. Good advice. So are you uh, telling me that the plasma? Are you telling me that the plasma is hotter than the hot wax method? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, the hot wax method. So who taught? Wait, wait, when did you find out about that? Was that when you went to you know get your Brazilian wax done? <laughs> <laughs> no, I read it on the internet. It came from Google. Some people said, no, this works great. And they, they swore by it because, you know, the, the wax is so hot, it melts down into the threads and it, and it you know, separates the rust. Well, it didn't work for me. But then again, I was dealing with, you know, a Triumph engine that probably had, you know, rust from 50 years ago. And it just didn't work except for making a mess. And I went through three candles and <laughs> not good. <laughs> Oh, what a mess. So, hey, we, yeah. so with Hershey coming up, what are some of the tips that we should give people with, uh, you know, buying things or car corral, which I know we've talked about before, but, you know, uh, what do you do, like, if you're roaming the swap meet at Hershey and you come across a really bulky item? I mean, what did you do in the past? How do you get it back to your car? Do you... Go back and forth, and you schlep it here, schlep it there, you leave it. What do you do? Pay the guy an extra $3 to keep it for the weekend? What do you do? So, you know, as it always seems to happen, you know, I as soon as I walk out onto the show field, I find something that weighs 30 pounds that I need. Right. And I've just Me too. started. I mean, it <laughs> happens every time. I, you know, yeah. I walk out there one year, um... I was out on the chocolate field. I just walked out. I, I walked across the bridge. I walked out, and a guy had a uh, 1930s uh, directly opposed uh, Evinrude outboard motor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not automotive. Which you got to have. It, you got to have. I, I, had, I had to have it. it. It just called out to me. And, uh, of course, it weighs like 200 pounds. So, anyhow... Um, you know, the, the key to buying anything out there 
is to be nice to people. Strike up a right. little bit of a conversation and be nice and be friendly to people. Um, that be arrogant. Yep. Everywhere you need to go. Yes. Right. If you're, if you're nice. So this guy, for instance, you know, he said, hey, I'm going to be here for the next three days. Don't worry about it. Here, help me, and then we'll put it over there uh, behind my truck here, and it'll be safe and sound there. I'll do that. And then other times, um, the region, they have a few uh, opportunities where, you know, they can help people um, move stuff, but I wouldn't depend on that. And then you have a cottage industry out there, you know, occasionally you find young people and they have wagons and they're willing to for a couple of bucks um, to put whatever it is you bought in the wagon and take it to your space or to your car. Um, and then after, and I'm trying to remember, I think it's after, you know, there's no vehicular traffic allowed in the, in the uh, flea market area between 10 and 4. Um, after 4 o'clock, you can drive in. I would tell you right at 4 when everybody's trying to get out of there and get back to the hotel, uh, get to the auction, um, get food, whatever. It, it can be difficult because there's somebody trying to get out at one time. But, uh, again, if you're nice to people, they'll wait for you. And uh, then you get the opportunity to, after 4 to go drive to a space and actually physically pick the part up and put it in your vehicle. Um, but, yeah, I always find something really god-awful heavy. It seems that always happens that way. You know, a, a friend of mine was looking for a pair of um, heads for a uh, 49 Mercury flathead V8. What happens? As soon as I walk in, I find his heads. And the guy's yeah. only going to be there that day. So i got to carry them all the way across. I, I Literally, I put them in the bags that I had, the Hershey canvas bags, and uh, it wore the skin off of my shoulders on both sides. Carrying I bet. The car. You know, that, that's a good point. Uh, you know, using or bringing along a canvas shoulder bag so you could throw stuff in. You know, fairly light stuff, you know, and, you know, whether you come across old tools or, you know, all some old accessories or parts or toys or license plates, whatever. You know, having a canvas shoulder bag, I always bring one. I have mine from the uh, Hemmings days, and I always bring that along, and uh, it, it really helps, you know. You don't want to drag a red wagon around with you all weekend like some people do, but if you're into that, fine, but... uh a shoulder canvas bag that's nice and sturdy and, and well-made. Uh, you'd be surprised how much stuff you could put in it. Of course, your shoulder's going to hurt after a couple of days, but, you know, you want to bring it back to the car and all that stuff. So uh, that that's, you know, something you definitely want to do. And uh, while you're out in the show field, folks, drink water. you got to stay hydrated, whether, you know, it's hot or cool. Uh, you'd be surprised how much energy it takes walking those those aisles in and out constantly but uh yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it but you know and, and the important thing is we talked about not being you know arrogant or anything like that if if you see a part that the guy's selling for 60 bucks and you chisel him down to 30 bucks and he says okay 
don't take out a hundred dollar bill to pay for it. <laughs> you know, you don't want to show the guy that yeah, you do have you know the money, but you chisel him down anyway. You know, you got to be a little bit respectful. So uh, be nice, and then you'll get more than you bargained for. Oh yeah, being nice is just the biggest, biggest asset to you when you're out trying to make a deal with people. You know, just be friendly, be respectful. Um, you know, and the other part of it is, and that's part of being respectful. You know, if you see something, generally speaking, most of us anyway have a general idea of what its value is or at least what its value is to us um, right. if somebody gives you a really decent deal if they're asking $20 for something and you know you hit them for 10 and they agree to it or they say nah 15 you know don't push it but so much um, because then you know what they may not even sell it to you. I've seen that happen a lot of times where, you know, people have just, you know, gone to gone too far and, and pushed the deal a little bit too far. It's all about having everybody walk away feeling good about the purchase. You feel good about it. They feel good about it. That's what's going to consummate the deal. Um, the one thing I would tell people, too, you know, I try to give at least a cursory glance at every space, you know, I, I have friends that walk past the Chevy, what looks to be the Chevy Chevrolet vendor. Most of everything he's got sit out there is uh, from Richard's favorite car, the 57 Chevy, and it's just chock-a-block full of 57 Chevy stuff, and they just walk right by. What you don't realize is that, that guy had some 58 Cadillac stuff in a back corner and uh, he's thrown it out there in the back along with all the 57 Chevy stuff. And he really wants out of that Cadillac stuff. And you just missed out on one heck of a bargain because you didn't look to see what he had. Because you just assumed all he had was Chevrolet items. I've made so many great purchases from people that way. Yeah, you got to look at all the boxes. You really do. Take your time. Scout the entire you know, swap meet space the offended space, look in all the boxes, especially like you said, the boxes in the back, you know, that are unmasked sometimes, and he has just, you know, just all kinds of stuff in there that he doesn't care about. Yeah, you could score some really, you know, some good deals on parts that you just just never know that are there. You're right. Well, I found a, um, a hood badge. A Nash hood badge, I know, shocker, huh? Um, found a Nash hood badge, and I asked the guy. I looked at it, and I'm like, huh, this looks like Nash truck, right. which is really, really rare. And we're up on a break. Boy. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. 
To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. All right, so back at Hershey. So, Tom, uh, did you ever buy a car in the car corral? You know, I know we talked about this many months ago, but with Hershey now upon us, and, uh, you know, less than a week away from the, from the car corral. There's some, going to be some great deals there. A lot of people coming back after the pandemic. They'll be there and selling stuff. What kind of advice can you give our listeners about how to negotiate and how to pay for a car that you find in a car corral that you just got to have? Cause I never bought one. So, before, um, I've, I've done both. I, I've sold and purchased cars in the car corral at Hershey, and it's uh, it can be a really pleasant experience. One thing I'll tell everybody, you know, if you're buying, okay, if you're going to buy, you look at the car, determine what you're willing to pay for it. Don't look at the price. Just have an idea in your mind what you're going to pay for it. You go out there and you see a car and say it's priced at $6,000. Don't just try to get it cheaper because it's priced at $6,000. I mean, you can try, of course. But I wouldn't start with that mindset. I would be thinking, okay, this vehicle is worth eight grand price on it is six grand you know i'll gently ask the guy if um, you know if he'd take five grand you know but don't go in with the idea i the last car i bought in the car corral was the 66 cadillac fleetwood um beautiful car really nice car and when i walked up i looked at it and this was early early it was on tuesday and I looked at the looked at the price. I looked at the car, and I'm like, you know what? The asking price on this car is below market. The car looks great. And I went over. I talked to the guy. I asked him to fire it up. He started it. He let me look inside of it. I looked under it, and within about ten minutes' time, I had given it an overall assessment. And that versus the price he was asking, I just said, I'll take it. 
I didn't. But, I could have tried to get it for less. I could have tried. There were other people around. Seal the deal. If you've got it, if it's priced fairly and priced well, there's no need to beat the person down. Um, you know, you could try. I mean, I did. You know, ask him, and I could tell he was resistant. And so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take the car. But make your mind up. Don't be a tire kicker and then an hour later go back because the car may not be there. If it's priced really well, it's going to go. Um, so that's that's the first thing. You know, be decisive and have some idea of what you're willing to pay and what the value is of the vehicles that you think you're going to be interested in. Take some time, familiarize yourself, uh, go online, see what they've sold for at auction, uh, look at value guides. Haggerty has one, Old Cars Weekly. Uh, they have a value guide. There are a lot of them out there. Just get some idea of what you're going to go out. You do some homework ahead of time. Um, that way, when you see a bargain, you'll know it's a bargain. Um, so how do you get I mean, not everybody's walking around with $6,000 in their pocket. So what do you do? You carry $1,000 in your pocket. <laughs> so okay. you want to make sure that the – yeah, you got to make sure. If, if you're, you know, serious out there, you, you need to be able to let that guy or gal know that, you know, you're dead serious. You know, if they've got a $20,000 car uh, that's worth – $30,000 on the market, you know you're getting a good deal, you want the car, and you turn around to the guy and say, well, you know, I, I got $40 here in my pocket. Um, here, let me give you that. You know, I, I still, <laughs> you know, $29,960, um, and I'll get it real soon. You know, that's not going to cut it because these people are only there for a limited amount of time and, you know, they need to strike while the iron's hot. Somebody comes along and offers it and has the cash, they're going to walk away with the vehicle. So generally speaking, you know, and I'm, it's an invitation to mug Tom. <laughs> I'm pretty feisty, okay? So anybody don't get any ideas. But uh, so if you're out there, take take. $500 at the least. If you think you might be buying a car, you need to put enough money down on it that the buy, the seller knows you're serious um, and that you're willing to forfeit that if something were to happen. Um, that's the first step. Let them know you're serious because if you don't, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, and then use a wire transfer. Um, I always talk to, well, not always because I've been at that time, I'd been dealing with the same banker for a long time. But, you know, talk to your banking institution before you go. Try to find out exactly what the procedure is for doing a wire transfer so that, you know, you give that person that 500 bucks, and then you guys can consummate the deal. You can contact your bank and have a wire transfer done um, to pay for it. Um, and that person can check their account, you know, once the money is in there, then they release the title to you. Get all the paperwork done, you know, get a bill of sale, you know, that states that, you know, you've paid this down, you've got this much balance to pay, you know, it's sold to you, provided you pay the balance. So, you know, don't, don't do it on a handshake. Um, that's something that you just don't want to do. 
good advice. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I never bought a car at the car corral. Came close several times, but uh happened. So, yeah. Uh, what are we looking at, about a 1,000 cars in the car corral coming up next week? That's usually about the number here. Um, yeah. Generally speaking, by the time you count the cars in the car corral and the cars, they're in the flea market area, too, because... You know, while you're walking in the flea market area, people have cars for sale there, too. Um, they're yeah. all over the place. Right. Um, there's probably 50, there's probably well over a 1,000 cars for sale up there at any one given yeah. time. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you're just doing a little bit of homework. Um, I don't ever recommend people to just do an impulse buy, you know? You walk by a, a Renault Caravelle and it's got a price tag of three grand on it, and you're just like, "Oh, I have to have it." You know, this is going to end poorly. I just, you know, it's just going to go go south on you. You know, <laughs> that electromagnetic transmission will cost you more than three grand to fix. Trust me, <laughs> ain't happening. Yeah. Walk away. Uh, you know, yeah. But, uh, do a little bit. Yeah, it's, do a little homework. It, it's always fun walking around the car corral and the swap meet seeing cars for sale. I always enjoy looking at the project cars for sale. And some people, you know, you read the signs and they're hilarious. You know, it just needs paint. Meanwhile, it has no floorboards. It has no rocket panels. But, uh, you know, there are some great deals out there, incredible deals that I've seen through the years. And there are overpriced deals, you know. It's just like any other place. But uh, bring money, and if you know you don't end up buying anything, you'll still have a great time uh, at Hershey walking the fields. It's just a great experience. And unfortunately, it, it's the end of the car show season as we know it, especially for people in the north. So, like we said earlier today, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. Don't wait another year. Go to Hershey while you can, while you're still able to walk the field and have a good time and just enjoy yourself. There's nothing like it. I, I waited until I was in my 20s to go to Hershey, and I really feel I cheated myself out of a out of a few more good years. Um, I wished I had been going my entire life, and a lot of people up there have been. They've, they've, you know, their parents were bringing them there when they were toddlers. Uh, yep. You know, there are a lot of people up there that have been there for 40, 50 years. Um, you'll never see anything else quite like Hershey. It's just simply amazing. Um, just a great time. And, you know, you, you see a lot of your friends there year after year. As I tell people all the time, for me, Hershey's like the world's largest family reunion. I mean, I, a lot of times I can hardly shop or look for anything because I, I want to talk to all my friends, all the people that I only see at Hershey. There's a ton of people you only see up there once a year, um, and it, it's just a great experience. Um, I mean, most, while most, of my tool, most of my tools came from Hershey, believe it or not. You know, there's so many great deals on tools and even good quality used tools. Uh, that's why you need a canvas bag to carry things around. 
And, you know, another thing about fishing is, you know, you, you see those, you know, little plastic uh, gas filters, you know, you could buy three or four of them for 10 bucks, and you, and you stack up on those, and you stack up on the little grass wire brushes that you need to clean parts, and, you know, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, a big being a kid in a candy store. You, they have, there's so many great deals on so many of these usable items that you need throughout the year. And you buy them at Hershey, and, you know, you're good to go for their next 12 months. No, it, it, it's like Christmas in October. Christmas in October for us car people. Um, it, it's going to be a blast. You're going to have a great time. Uh, we're going to have an awesome time this year. Richard's going to have his Crankshaft Magazine booth up there, and you're going to be over in Chocolate Field, right? Yeah, I'm in South Chocolate Field uh, booth uh, space. The yeah, so looking forward well, to it. Mom, yeah. have booth, and uh, yeah, we'll chat cards, we'll chat magazines, and. Uh, I'll see you there, folks. Have a safe journey. We'll be out there, and we'll be having a great time. And uh, be safe, be well. Don't buy cheap tools. Buy cheap cars. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.